Unless you want to, it's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 375 now of the Ron and Don Show, and yeah, we are live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we're going to talk about Anonymous declaring a war in the Ukraine. Also, if you're feeling nostalgic, sometimes that can be a good thing for your brain health. We'll get to that, though. Let's get to this. Wall Street buying up main street in places like arizona right now you're trying to buy a house down in the cave creek community which is around scottsdale not only are you competing with somebody else from the state of washington and maybe someone from california that wants to own a home in the sunshine state but you may be competing against wall street as well what's going on here with wall street buying up main street is this a concern for you uh, I think it's a concern in the sense of, of it's taking up a bunch of housing stock. What, what's happening is these, a lot of hedge funds are, are getting uh, tremendous amounts of money under their management and they're looking for good plays. And so they take this portfolio of money. So let's say, imagine that we're Ron and Don hedge fund and we have several, you know, $50 billion under management. We need to de- deploy that money out into the world to make money for our investors. So our goal is to make a profit for all the people that have entrusted us with these billions of dollars. And so you obviously look at, you know, uh, into the stock market, into options, into commodities. So you're looking at all these different investment vehicles. And so some smart people got in a room, these quants, and they said, what about housing in, in not in a REIT or an investment fund or whatever. Let's just go buy houses. Like look at the interest, look at the rate of return that these houses are seeing in the pandemic. So they would look at Seattle market and look at Phoenix and go, this is year over year of like 17% or 15%. That's better than what we're doing in bonds. It's better than what we're doing uh, trading currencies again, Forex. These returns are amazing. Why don't we just go out and buy these? So they took a chunk of money, gave it to a manager in this space and said, go to this zip code and buy everything you can. Even if it's 20, 50, 80 grand over list price, get in there and buy it. And and I don't know, but I'm sure that you get these calls as well. I get phone calls every week from these hedge funds. And it's a, it's a person on the other end that says, Hey Ron, we noticed that you own this property. We would like to buy it. And so I always say just some ridiculous number to just try to play along and see what their script is going to be. Would you be willing to sell? And I go, yes, I'd be willing to sell for $3 million. And they don't laugh. They go, okay, $3 million. We'll get back to you. And so they put that into some spreadsheet and an analyst looks at it and they're like, okay, this guy's being a wise, wise acre. Uh, It's not worth $3 million. But if it was within their formula, they would probably call me back and want to buy that house. Um, and what it's doing though, for the people that want to buy, they're renting, they're paying an X amount in rent. They see this house scooped up, uh, and then it goes back immediately onto the rental market for a couple hundred dollars more than what they would have paid with a mortgage. 
had they won the house, that's incredibly frustrating for buyers out there. Yeah, and I, I hope people remember this. And these are the kind of things that I think you could see. Because people ask if there there's a housing bubble. I, I think there is a housing bubble in some places. One of those places would be Arizona. Uh, and I have friends. You, you and I lived in Scottsdale before there was a Cave Creek in Fountain Hills and that whole area. I used to ride my bike out there. There's nothing out there, just hills. And now nothing but houses. The interesting thing about building in the desert is when you run out of desert, you just go get more desert. And that's completely different than what we face here in Seattle. There's not an ocean waiting for you outside of Cave Creek. And so they've done that in in places like Scottsdale for a long, long time where they just keep stretching out into the desert and taking cheap desert land and and building more and more homes and strip malls and, and everything else. And it's cool to live down there for about five, six months out of the year. And then the other five or six months, you just roast your balls off. I mean, it it, it is hotter <laughs> than hell. It is. It is. Okay, it's eight thirty in the morning, and it's ninety six degrees. No, outside. it's like one hundred fourteen degrees. Uh, it's it's it is it is gross. It's too much. And so, I I don't know if people remember this. Back in the last downturn, there were there Wall Street was buying up Main Street down in down in Phoenix. The same thing was going on. And you had a lot of people that had pulled their money together. So this isn't anything that's new. And then all of a sudden, you had this crash. And there was a real estate agent that got arrested because what he was doing is he was going into all these homes that were for sale that he had access to. Nobody was looking at them in the last downturn, 2008-ish. No one was buying them, even pennies on the dollar. He was going in with crews. And they were stripping out all of these houses from everything from their chandeliers to the copper wire to the bathtubs. And then he was trucking all that stuff to California where they were still building. And then he was, he was, he was ripping everything out of the houses in Phoenix and then reselling these to uh, uh, people that were building homes in, in California. And, and homes there, homes there that are now supposedly red hot they sat for years and years and years. So when I hear that that Wall Street is is heading in, that 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 concerns me because it, it, it now we're now we're now we have too much money going after too little housing for a while. So that's going to jack up the price for the person that wants to get out there and and be a first time owner. Uh, and then I think what will happen is I think we'll see things bubble up a little bit in, pla- in, in places where you can get more land and you can get more land out in the high desert. I think, I, think, I think that's where we'll see a bit of a crash or a bit of a bubble burst. Here in Seattle, I, I don't see anything like that happening. How about you? No, there's just not the inventory. And like you said, sometimes they would just buy a, a, a development, a neighborhood. Because like you said, some of these builders walked away in, in, in complete subdivisions and so these hedge funds could come in scoop the whole thing up hold all the housing stock but that that's just not how the pacific northwest is configured with being right up against the water yeah it's one thing to buy something but then what are you going to do with what you bought and can you hold it right and that's a challenge for these hedge companies that's a challenge for me as an investor if i buy a house can i hold the house and I figured out all different types of ways to hold houses, hang on to houses. Uh, I bought four houses in 2019 after exiting uh, Cairo Radio. 
all those, all those, and I have bought and hold, I, I still have all those homes. And some of them are in various places as far as, because I'm adding value to these homes as I go. But before I add value to them, I rent those out either as a long or a short term. And so the homes are doing very, very well. The homes have generated great cash flow. The homes have paid the note on their, on their, on all their properties. It's also allowed us to take some of the money that we're making uh, on some of our rentals and pool that. And then we take that money and we can plug and play it and just put it back in the house. So, so then you have a refurbished house and then the question becomes, how long do you want to hang on to it? And these homes uh, that I bought a couple of years ago, I'll probably always hang on to those. But you, if you're a buy and hold investor, you at least want to say to yourself, if I'm going to buy something, what is the market going to look like 10 years from now? And can I buy and hold this for 10 years? Because that's the appreciation and the depreciation play uh, there as well. So, uh, and all the homes I bought, all the, just, just all those, all those homes. So I've gone up six and $700,000 without doing anything to them. Uh, if I just let them sit there and be homes, that's pretty amazing. That's what wall street is seeing right now. And that's why uh, they're wanting to buy up main street. We'll see you on the other side. Hey, you guys. So what is your story? That's what Ron and I have done on the radio for decades. And here on the podcast is we tell people's stories. And you know what? Chances are, if you've lived here in the great specific Northwest, as my son likes to call it, you probably have a Les Schwab story where you've stopped by, maybe you bought some tires from the other guys. They fix it anyways, and they send you on your way. Or, or when you go to the other guys, not only do they charge you, they're like, yeah, we can't fix your one tire. You need 12 tires. And you're like, but I only have four tires on this rig. They upsell and upsell and upsell. You don't have to worry about that at Les Schwab. Hey, and here's something cool. They're celebrating the fact that they've been around now for 70 years. And Ron, everyone could go out and win a $700 gift certificate. How do you do that? Yeah, you go to leschwab.com, tell your Les Schwab story, and enter to win. And that's just a great way to get $700. Bucks. While you're online, schedule a free pre-trip safety check. Uh, we're in the dead of winter. We're going to go into spring. You should just get stuff checked out. It's a safety visual inspection. It includes your tires, wheels, alignment, brakes, shocks, and struts, all absolutely free of charge. Schedule your uh, safety check at leschwab.com, or you can stop by your local Les Schwab store and just tell them Ron and Don sent you. Les Schwab Tires, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952. You can just tell that they uh, that they're just real genuine guys and, and care about uh, who they work with and just feel like we you know we got we got some some more friends now. It truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Emmy. Hi, I'm John Greenland. I'm Lauren Greenland. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. And we sat down with, with Ron and Don. They were more prepared. They paid way more attention to detail. Um, and then they just came in with a, with a lot more knowledge and were able to set those expectations up a lot better than um, some of the previous uh, realtors that we worked with. So, I mean, I was I was extremely pleased with uh, the the entire, the, the sit down, the, the experience and, and the results, of course. There was a friendship that developed and a, and, and a trust. Mm -hmm. You know, I would say a trust and then 
you know, we yeah. have, we love them. It's been a hell of a lot of fun for one thing. I see them as, as friends now. I feel like they've made me feel part of this community and knowing that you know, Dawn's just down the street is is comforting. <laughs> we totally consider Ron and Dawn friends of ours now, and we do miss working with them. It was intense there for a little bit, but it's an experience that we'll always remember and have, and um, and now lifelong friends. It's the Ron and Dawn Nation. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at runanddonsitdown.com. Hey, it's GeForce O'Neill. Thanks for listening to my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron. All right, you guys, welcome back to uh, the Ron and Sean uh, show. Ron and Sean uh, the Ron and Don Show, anonymous now, uh, becoming part of the Ukraine story. A lot of times we hear when we're being hacked by, we're, I always hear we're being hacked by a Russian hacker or someone in the Ukraine. Evidently, there are some pretty good Ukrainian hackers who are part of anonymous uh, because they have been going after the infrastructure of Russia. And my understanding is Russia, as the former president likes to say, my understanding is uh, they're having they're having some success. Yeah, I mean, when you get this many this many folks all pointed in the same direction, uh, one of them is bound to get in and do some havoc. So, um, I'm sure there's people listening to us right now. They're like, these guys don't know the first thing about hacking. I I don't I know exactly the the way that the mechanism actually works. But anonymous has these big Twitter accounts where they don't really know who opened the account or who's in charge of the account or who is tweeting or Instagramming or, you know, posting the content from the account uh, because they're anonymous. But they will go out and, and, and collectively say, we're going to aim at this target. Uh, and this group of people that have these computer skills will then, if they believe in the cause, uh, go after these assets. So it can be Russian banks, Russian power companies, uh, Russian infrastructure, anything that is connected to the internet and relies on connectivity to happen, they're attacking them and making things better for their cause. It's it's hard to root against them in a way in this in this particular instance. Obviously, these are and, and this is the question I think about all the time. So let's say you have a hacker. That uh, on the one hand, maybe they have done something illegal. Maybe they've, uh, you know, stolen money or they've gone out and bought someone's credit card off of the dark web, made a purchase on that. And then, you know, MasterCard cancels the card and someone's out that money. Then a war happens like this, which is clearly an unjust war. And that same person then goes out and uses those skills to cause damage against Russia, who's being an aggressor to the Ukraine. So you have this person, it's like, okay, well, don't do the first one. But it was those skills, it was it was you being able to navigate the dark web and you being able to do this sort of fraudulent thing that gave you the skills to then go do a good thing. And so it, that's what's the confusing thing about me, because if you've watched Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, uh, you know, you sort of have this vibe of like, okay, well, they're they're hackers for good. They've learned these skills 
that technically are illegal or technically are breaking laws or technically causing harm, but they're doing it for a motivation that I agree with. Um, so how do you square that in your mind? Cause they're, they're, they're out there doing stuff that is not allowed, but for good. Yeah, I just, as we're looking at this war, it's so different because people keep saying, well, this is the biggest invasion since World War II. Think about all the things we didn't know that were happening in World War II and would it have changed Hitler's approach if he had if he had more information in, in real time, right? You know, for instance, that when the president was speaking the other night, you know that he's speaking directly to Vladimir Putin. We know that he's listening to that. And... and and I would think think the same thing when Hitler would would speak publicly, that and and, and Churchill and everyone else. The, the the difference is everybody is a reporter now. Everybody is a reporter. And what happens if that Russian soldier murders that woman or kills that woman that told him to take these seeds and put them in your pocket? Because uh, we want to make sure that we can plant flowers around all your dead bodies, right? So here's some sunflower seeds, and you, and you see a lot of these acts of bravery, like like lots of them, and and a lot of these acts we know about, we're not just hearing about, we're seeing them, like we're 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 seeing them because everybody has a camera, everybody has uh, a tape recorder. So, so some of the horrible things that happened in the war in Iraq and Afghanistan where Americans were to blame, we know. It's not conjecture because we saw it. We saw the pictures. Uh, we saw the video. We, we've seen that. And so, it, it, you know, during, even, even if you go back during the Vietnam War, you, you were filled in every night when you sat down and you watched John Chancellor uh, on the evening news for that half hour. And then you were kind of filled in and you kind of knew what was happening in Vietnam. We're, we're sitting here in real time, you know, finding out that more things are happening in Ukraine. You can tell the world is, as a whole is with Ukraine. And, and I think this is going to do a lot actually to uh, help Joe Biden's numbers. Because whenever there's a war and it's not our fault, but somehow we're running to the rescue. Somehow we're going to help. That always helps the president. It just always does. See you on the other side. Hey, it's Ronadon here with Mitch Weeks. You know him at Mitch.loans. Mitch, for if you're in the Ronadon Nation, what happens if I do a loan with you? You're gonna save up to half a percent, and that's on all purchase loans. So you're immediately qualified. You switch to Mitch and you're a part of the Ron and Don Nation, you save half a percent. In King County, that's over 3000 on average saved. And so that's very cool. Right now, if you go to Mitch.loans, if you're thinking about buying, if you're thinking about refinancing, if you're thinking about investing, or you just want to see where you're at, Mitch has a ton of different products to, to show you. And then at the end, you save one half a percent on the value of your loan. And if you do 17 loans, you can save that one half percent on each of the 17 loans, correct? That's right. I don't Keeps know who's going to do 17 loans, but if you did, hypothetically, you get the <laughs> half a percent every single loan. So go to Mitch.loans today. That's Mitch.loans. NMLS 169-1573. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. Some new uh, research out, and, and I think this time of year, we're all looking 
concerned about brain health, right? Especially if you live in the Pacific Northwest, we're actually having some sunshine today, but boy, it can get really brutal when you have days where you go back to back to back to back and it's, it's rain and it's dreary. Uh, luckily, we're starting to see some sunshine later in the day and there'll be some uh, relief with uh, daylight savings time. I thought that this was this was interesting. Uh, recently in my family, we've had some people pass away, and I've had some friends where their moms and dads have passed away. I think it's always interesting how you sit around the table, let's say, where you were at your grandparents. That's, that's what we did when my grandmother passed away, and she's 94. She passed away in May of 2008. And we sat around the table, and we got to read some old letters that she used to write my grandfather when he traveled the country in a train with his horse and he was a horse jockey for Arm and Hammer and he would travel the country and he would write her love letters. And boy, were they really interesting to read you guys. Uh, really interesting that she would write him back. And so we could see a part of them or read about a part uh, that we had never been familiar with. Uh, they had never talked to us about those things. And then as you kind of go through the junk drawers, sometimes you find other things, you find, find pictures, and you begin to get nostalgic. And sometimes people are afraid to do that because they feel like it's going to make them sad, especially if somebody's on their deathbed or they pass. And there's some new research out that says don't be afraid to lean into nostalgia a little bit because uh, it can be very healing. And it can be it can be very helpful. Uh, every once in a while, I try to take pictures of things that happened a year ago and three years ago and five years ago. And you know how that springs up on your phone and maybe it'll give you a little video once in a while or it says, hey, remember this last year? And, and I take those pictures and I send them to people in my life that may, were maybe in those pictures. Hey, remember this five years ago? Remember us doing this three years ago? And... And I do it a lot with my son, right? Because a lot of times that little mind of yours uh, that's still wiring, it doesn't always remember the things that you did when you were five. And then what I'll do is I'll go old school, and I haven't done this in a while, um, and I usually do it around the holidays. I'll go to like a Bartels, and I'll just print a bunch of pictures, and then I have lots of picture frames around the house, and I change out all the pictures. And there are usually pictures of myself and my son and Charlie the dog and, and family members and people we love and care about. There's a picture of you and I downstairs when we went to London together. Uh, it's really nice being around all those pictures. And, and I notice when I go into a lot of people's homes, especially when it comes to real estate, the first thing they tell you to take down are pictures to kind of dehumanize it because now you're wanting other people to see how they would live in this place and space. And you don't want them to feel like they're kicking you out, right? It's kind of a weird thing. Uh, I've, I've noticed, though, a lot of times people don't have pictures to even take down because a lot of us just have our pictures on our phone and they never end up on our walls or they never end up on our nightstand. Anyway, so some, some really cool research out that says taking a walk down memory lane every once in a while and using pictures to do it, or maybe letters to do it, uh, it can be very, very helpful uh, for all of us to put, try to put those phones down uh, and, and take a walk through our past. Not to live in our past, but to kind of remember the past and, and enjoy it. It's, uh, it's healthy for the brain. I thought that was good. It is, and the, the key thing that I took out of that is like reminiscing on happy moments. Uh, they they talk about in this research where 
when they would show people a memory that would elicit a good response, that that was helpful. If some people like to doom scroll or some people like to go back and, and start touching a hot stove in a sense of finding the things that cause them pain for whatever reason. And that, that doesn't help. So if you're wanting th- this nostalgia thing works in your favor when you are reminiscing and calling up those highlight moments that caused you joy the first time and not recalling or going back and revisiting things that were painful for you or breakups or exes or any of those things that that sort of spiral and that nostalgia uh, works in the opposite direction. So I agree with you. It can be a good thing uh, as long as you're doing it uh, along the positive track and, and not finding yourself slipping down the negative track. Yeah. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don show. Don't forget if you need realtors, we're here. Uh, we appreciate you letting other people know that we're here and that we can help because um, we do the podcast for you guys for free. Uh, but as you know, we feed our families by being licensed brokers. And uh, we work for the good folks at Windermere. They're great partners. And we are off to a great start this year, you guys. So don't get discouraged if you're out there trying to buy. There are ways to buy. There are ways to buy homes. And don't get discouraged uh, if you're getting ready to sell and you just feel... You just feel overwhelmed by it. Uh, that's our job. We shoulder that. We want to shoulder that for you. So we'll carry the water on that. All you have to do is reach out to Ron, ron at windermere.com. Uh, if you'd like to sit down with us today, we do something called a Ron and Don sit down. It takes a couple minutes. We just find out all about your real estate journey. We find out your dog's name, your cat's name. And uh, if we think we're going to be good real estate partners together. All right. Head up, shoulders back. Until we see you next time, you're listening to the Ron and Don Show. Olay on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Only. 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network.